Welcome to the 108th episode of the Cars Cast movie cast. You didn't think we'd make it that far. <laughs> no, nope, you did not. Um, but here we are. People just really doubt us these days, and I don't know why. Yeah. Um, big big doubt energy coming from the, the Cars head. <laughs> uh, what is the capital of Gabon? You know what? So I didn't know what this question was going to be, but when you started saying capital, I was really hoping. I knew it was going to be obscure, but I was uh-huh. really hoping it was going to be Chad because I actually know the capital of Chad. What is it? Um, Gabon, I don't... The capital of Chad's like Nudajumina. Mm, um, impressive. Gabon, though, I do they speak French in Gabon? I think they might because it's near Senegal, mm-hmm. um, I think. I could be wrong. That's... But yeah. uh, so I'm gonna say something that's French, like, uh, like, like uh, okay, mm. <laughs> like croissant. like Port San Louis or something. <laughs> you were close. I do think this is part French. It's Libreville, uh, spelled L I B R E V I L L E, and I think that sounds like mm. libre. It does sound French, Libre so with, without yeah. looking it up, I'm going to say I was close. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, this is a better question. I kind of want to ask this just while we're on the topic, to be honest, really yeah. quick. Yeah, yeah, uh, Where did the word hamburger first appear in the U.S.? What does that mean? Like, uh, like the word hamburger, like when did it first, like when did someone first describe or- something? Or where, where, yeah, where was it first described as a hamburger? Okay, uh, I'm gonna say no it way. has to be like the World's Fair. Okay. The the 1892 World Fair. Yeah. It is in a Walla Walla newspaper. Whatever. Okay, I was way yeah. off. But kind of close. Walla Walla yeah. World. World's Fair. It's W. They w. start with a W. So yeah. Um, That's pretty good. So, Jeff, from what I know, you have some drinks with us today. Yeah, um, so here's the situation. <laughs> um, I am going to Texas. Right. Uh, and then Chicago yeah. to see see our, our guy over there, Karsten. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> my parents, in the meantime, are moving. So this is the last yeah. time I'm doing the podcast from this location. Uh, yep. And when you're moving, you have to get rid of all of your stuff so i have some drinks that i've been not drinking because they're bad or weird and i figured what better time to drink them than for the podcast now on this podcast yeah so here's what they are uh this first one is this weird hydration sport mix that i have uh, a bottle of water i have to mix it into i was about to say uh, that is not a drink that's a candy bar (laughs) no it's a it's it's a a powder mix okay yeah it's a powder yeah it's so it. I guess it's scratch. It really looks like it's mm-hmm. it's scratch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so, I'm gonna have to mix that. It's like a mio. Have you ever had mio? Because I feel like those are pretty. I, this is hard to open. Pretty legit. Are you kidding so me? So for the listeners at home, Jeff the can't open the packet. He can't open his drink. <laughs> it's so thick. 
Yeah, I think it's like a okay, pull. I got the there we I go. I did it from the bottom. All right, that yeah. old trick. Oh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> Wait, how am I going to get this in here? That's what I was thinking. Why? I, I, it's a little hard to... I think you pour it in your hand and then do like a nice little like... It's going to take a long time, I just realized, because I have to be so precise. Yeah. I'm slowly pouring powder while spilling some. So, once again, for the listeners at home, Jeff is pouring some powder into his water bottle. This was a terrible segment. Uh, Why did I, I pick this? <laughs> We're on beverage number one. <laughs> so, Carson, you released a video so... uh, on Saturday, right? <laughs> or... Yeah, well, Jeff does this. How, how was that? How was the reception? Oh, the reception is, is uh, it's a little weak, but that's to be expected with TV shows. Not everyone has seen the TV shows, but I'm sure it'll catch some steam um, or pick up some steam. But the real uh, thing is I've been going viral on TikTok recently, so that's been exciting. Have you? I have, yeah. Where? So is my brother. Really? For counting the, the states, right? Or other things? No, now. more than that. <laughs> like yesterday, um, he he had one that is now at like two and a half million views. Two and a half million? <laughs> yeah. Dog. It's just like a clip from their podcast. Good for Good for them. That's that's not the numbers I was doing, but that's that's very <laughs> impressive. What um, numbers were you doing? I was doing a solid 200k, uh, which is not terrible. That's pretty good. I it's yeah. A, I haven't. Here's the thing. I'm done packing now, so when I get around yeah. to clipping our podcast, yeah, that on we're going to be which on. We that. are doing. Follow us on TikTok. Follow us on TikTok. Karstcast. Yeah, we're going to be on the talk. Uh, yeah, we're going to be. We're doing talking numbers. on the talk. I think we're gonna. We're talking. We're talking on the talk. We're gonna get a million views. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So I finished mixing this great right. labs hydration mix. It's supposed to be strawberry lemonade. Um. It looks, it looks just like like, that, um, like water in a yeah, pond. Yeah. Looks like you got that from a lake. <laughs> Jeez. That honestly looks disgusting. But I mean, it's it's not it's bad. Not terrible. It's just like definitely. Why? It's not yeah. better than water. Right. And you know what else is... Because it says it's a hydration mix, so it's supposed to hydrate you. Yeah. You know what else hydrates you? Water. Water. Yeah. <laughs> water does that, too, and it doesn't taste weird. Okay. So that was the first drink that I've been putting off drinking. And this segment is not done. You would think to yourself, they can't possibly have a segment about weird drinks that is lasting this long. Yeah. But we do, and this one I've had one before because for some reason there was two of them, and it is terrible. It is the worst coffee drink I've ever had, and I'm gonna drink it. It's uh, if you ever see this super coffee, mocha um, with MCT oil and protein, uh, do not buy this. <laughs> <laughs> it is atrocious. Yeah. So you're gonna finish it off. Maybe not finish it. It doesn't seem like it'd be that bad, you know. It's no, you. Uh, I don't know how they did it, <laughs> but it's bad. All right. Anyways, let's move on to the news. Yeah. No, you. I. You got your beverages out of the way. I had an error message on my logic, but it's still recording, so I think we're good. Okay. Perfect. Um, so yeah. Worst case. Worst case. You know what's kind of awkward, actually. What? Um. Okay. Real quick. What room are you in? Oh yeah, so I'm. We never address that. I'm in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm in California right now, um, visiting some family. Okay. 
which I guess is a good conversation. I flew for the first time in over a year, and yeah, uh, yeah. you know that? what? I'm I'm not gonna encourage people to fly, but I do think it's safe to fly depending on yeah. your vaccination I process. Initially, um, thought that you had to be like crazy to be flying now, but then I looked at a lot of the science, and apparently, yeah. flying is actually like it's pretty safe, safer than yeah. It's like safer than like going to a mall. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, the air is, like, very... It, it's Yeah, it's very circulated. Mm-hmm. So, pre- it's pretty much, you just have to not be super unlucky, and you need the people immediately next to you to not have COVID. Yeah, which... And if they don't have COVID, you're, you're good. good. If they have COVID, you're getting you're COVID. You're getting COVID. Um, you're absolutely getting it if the people right next to you have yeah. it. Um, but if they don't, you're good. Yeah. So, I felt decent about flying, because I was like, I'm at least 80% immune. Um, yeah. So, I did it, and I was freaking out most of the flight. I feel like that's just to be expected. I think I'm having a hard time adjusting because <laughs> I'm like... Were, were you freaking out just because you're like, oh my God, I'm in a flying box? Yeah. Or was it well, because of COVID? It was I'm in a flying box and the <laughs> flying boxes could have a deadly virus inside. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like... You're like, this box is going how fast? Yeah. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. We're in the air? Um, yeah. It was, it was pretty scary. I'm not going to lie. Uh, especially because it's like they hand out these snack boxes and then people just take off their masks to eat. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we might as well not have our masks on if I'm being honest. <laughs> right. That's the, that's the thing, right? It's so, it's so weird how they're like, yeah, don't masks, but then you're allowed to yeah, eat. Yeah. They're like, but if you have to eat, feel free to remove the mask. I'm like, okay, well if they have COVID, they're going to expose everyone. So it's like, doesn't really. Dude, they, what they should have is like so like a slot that you can like slide the food in and then it's like a has it's like those things that for horses that hold the yeah food in the thing yeah that that would work i think everyone would be very on board with that um yeah i think they should mash up the food and we have to sip our food from now on, from yeah. underneath our masks it's like the what what would the pilot announcement for that be it's like we have now reached ten thousand feet uh feel free to slide, slide. food down your yeah. food hole <laughs> Feel free to, feel free to uh, utilize open that food, the hole. food slot. Yeah, we'll be passing around pretzels and uh, no, well, but they're pretzel sticks. Pretzel sticks. The, other, the big ones yeah. wouldn't fit in the slot. In the slot. Yeah, for your food hole. Um, please yeah, let a, us and know. The only candy bar they sell is a Twix. <laughs> in the event of a broken food hole, please contact a flight attendant. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna what name the, the episode do? "Food Hole." <laughs> The attendant would get you a new food hole. I don't know. They'd... Would they have like one of those things to clean like clarinets? Yeah, they just, like, they'd jab, just it, jab in it in your food. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyways, I went on a plane and me. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm here. Um. And I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm, it's been a nice change of scenery. Beautiful weather. Um. Sunny California. Yep. Um. Now. The reason I brought up the the new background was because I was going to say it's kind of funny how it looks like you're wearing a propeller hat. Oh god, it does. Because I, I registered that as soon as I opened up Zoom, and then I was like, "Well, I got to make sure to turn that off before we start." And there it is; it just keeps going. Which you absolutely could pull off one of those I, propeller hats. I do. You had one for Halloween. I did. As Timmy Turner. I did. You're right. That year. Oh my god! When I went as like. Yeah, Timmy Turner. <laughs> and yeah. I took like a, a cardboard, like white cardboard and cut out teeth and just shoved them in my teeth and it did not look good at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the hat was the good. The hat was good as well as the pink shirt. The teeth, 
teeth was a weird were touch. definitely weird. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> other than that, that was a good Halloween. I do think no, someone threw up that night. Was not me. I did not throw up. That was. I just watched. There you yeah. go. Um, yeah, you borrowed my uh, fog machine. I did. Yeah. Well, we did. Yeah. I, I had nothing. To I have do a with question. That. Yeah. No, I have a question. Okay. I'm like trying to downsize. Do you want that fog machine? Hmm. I think I still have it. Let me think about that. I I could probably find some use for it. I I would imagine it would be really cool for YouTube videos. Yeah. Do you have like an intro of like fog coming up and then yeah. you like come pop through the fog and sit in your chair? <laughs> for my sponsor reads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feeling foggy, and then I I get <laughs> sponsored by like. You, you do neurotropics or something. Yeah. It's like gorilla mindset. <laughs> um, yeah. You know foggy? Take this un-FDA authorized drug. It probably <laughs> won't help, and it might be dangerous. All right. News for today. Um, boom, boom, boom. Where is it? I thought I, I thought I copied it, but guess guess not. But this one comes from TheVerge.com. Um, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, Jeff, but Amazon's The Lord of the Rings series to cost $465 million for just the first season. Um, that I mean, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> I didn't see that on... I, I saw a clickbait headline yeah. that was like, you're never going to guess how much this series is going right. to cost. And then I didn't click on it, so I didn't know. <laughs> and now, we, now you know. Yeah. Which... Honestly, that seems, I will be honest, I, I saw a rumor floating around maybe like two months ago that it was going to cost a billion dollars, and I was like, Jesus Christ. So this is still a lot of money, but uh, a downsize from what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, uh, that is, how much was like the final season of Game of Thrones? Do we know that? I'm going to look up, uh, what is it, Game of Thrones uh, season, season eight. 8 budget. It was uh 15 million per uh episode mm-hmm. so that's and how many episodes that, wh- how many episodes now we're, now we're doing math uh <laughs> game of thrones season eight episodes so we got let's hold on to 15 oh it's only six episodes what what wow jesus so i never watched game of thrones i've seen the first episode of the whole series and that's Jeez. it. Wait, 15 times 6, 3 is 45. 45 times 2, 9. Yeah, 90, it's, it's 90, 90 million. million. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just bare, like not even a quarter of what. Yeah. That, see, that's like Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> that's just one ring. You, you, you just that's get one ring for 90 court million. Jester of the Ring. Um, okay, I actually have never read or watched the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. That's, well. I don't actually really, I only vaguely know what it's about. Yeah. But is there more than one ring? Um, no, there's just one ring from what I remember. Um, Shouldn't it be Lords of the Ring then? L- l- I know. That would make more sense. But I think there's like multiple rings, but they're like the, the series centers around one ring. Um, yeah. But okay. I. <laughs> I mean, it also Lord, Lords of the Ring. Lords of the Ring. Yeah. No one's excited to see that. I was going to say, yeah, about a year ago, I watched them all for the first time for a video. So, Oh, you did a video yeah, for that. Yeah, I just, just remember. I didn't watch that video, but I remembered you did that yeah. video. And I only didn't watch it because I haven't seen them myself, and I knew there would be, like, 
spoiler right, stuff happening. Right, right, yeah. Um, but this is weird. Otherwise, I would have watched it to support your oh, channel. Oh, hey, it's okay. You didn't want that spoiler, so... Um, I'm just looking at... Next time, I'll play it and just walk out of the room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just give me that sweet, sweet ad revenue. Um, but yeah, they're pretty good. They're fun. Um, I do not recommend watching them all in one day because these are long movies. They're like four hours long mm. each. I don't think anyone would recommend watching them all no. in one day. Like, I don't well, the thing think is... that would have been something anyone would have said. <laughs> <laughs> like, theaters used to, like, do that. Like, they'd do a Lord of the Rings marathon at a theater, and people would just go there in the morning and be there until, like, the end of the day. And I did it at my house. That sounds awful. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Your house sounds better my if house, you're going to do yeah, it. Yeah, because I was, like, I was honestly, like, walking around and pacing <laughs> while watching it. Yeah, and you get to use your own bathroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, instead of... You don't want to use a movie theater bathroom, like, six times in one mm-hmm. day. And you can pause the movie. You don't miss any... It's, like... Why would you do that? I'm all yeah. for the theater experience, unless you're doing that. Okay. Just as a broader point about movie theater, like, marathons, uh-huh. similar to that Lord of the Rings one, they definitely just do those to keep people in the theater and have them buy the a really expensive concessions, concessions. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because especially with, like, a marathon thing, like, most of the time you're packing the house. So that's guaranteed, like, a packed house of people who are definitely yeah. going to buy concessions. Yeah, and then some movies have like things where the people are supposed to throw food, right? Yeah, yeah. So then that's where you're really making the money. You, you, they buy the food just, just to, throw to throw it. Just to throw it, yeah. Albeit then you have to clean it as the movie theater. Yeah, is it Rocky Horror Picture Show? Do people throw food? I don't know. I, I just know that... I don't know, I might have just made up that they throw They food. throw forks or spoons or silverware. Uh, Metal? Most of the time, plastic, but I'm sure a metal spoon and fork has been yeah. thrown at some point. Um, thankfully, not knives. That'd be a different. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a like giant kitchen knives. They yeah. just hate them, the and then you, you like don't throw it far enough, so you just stab someone know, in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the splash zone at SeaWorld, yeah, but it's but it's knives. The, the knife zone. The knife zone. <laughs> The first few rows, you have to wear, like, metal ponchos. Yeah. The back of the theater, the nose bleeds. The top of the theater is the back bleeds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was, that was really dumb. That was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, halfway through that, I realized where yep, you were going and I was, with that. It was bad. It was bad. Um, it, no, it was good. That was, thanks. That was you know, a Karsten <laughs> highlight, I think, we'll say. What's going on the talk? Um, yeah, I... Okay, well, that's the, all the news I had. It's honestly like a sad news week. Every time I open Variety, it's just like someone with like terrible allegations or someone died. And I'm just like, well, this isn't yeah. podcast material. <laughs> um, right, we, we... No one wants to hear the Karstcast movie cast talk about Matt Gates. Right, yeah. Or... Yeah, why? Why list um, off more examples? Just for the record, we're very anti anti Matt Gates and have been for years. Yeah, definitely not having him on the podcast anytime soon for anyone. No, uh, honestly, never. never. We're never gonna never. have him on the podcast, <laughs> and hopefully, that is mandated by the legal system where he will be imprisoned. Yeah, right. Um, well, I think that's enough news. Um, speaking of forever. Uh, no, we're gonna keep doing the segment. I just meant like you know. 
forever. What is news? In the, yeah, what is news? Speaking of news, um, I guess we're talking about... <laughs> speaking of documentation, we were talking about a documentary today. Um, yeah. Call oh, we sure are. I watched it last night. Last night. I saw your Letterboxd review. And <laughs> I have some questions about that, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, today, yeah. we're talking about My Octopus Teacher. I used to think it was called The Octopus Teacher, but it's called My Octopus Teacher. Um, more personal. More personal. <laughs> of a title. <laughs> it is a 2020 film a, nominated for Best Documentary Feature this year at the Oscars. It is directed by James Reed and Pippa Ehrlich. And the synopsis is honestly probably our shortest one yet. It is a diver swims with an octopus that lives in a kelp forest off the coast of South Africa. And honestly, for as short as that is, well, first of all, that leaves out a lot. And for as short Mm -hmm. as it is, it has a lot of filler. We didn't need to know that it was in a kelp forest. You could have just said a diver swims with an octopus, but. uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, Okay. That kelp forest though. I did not know that that. I always kind of just assumed that um, the Little Mermaid was just making that up, right. that the, that type of environment existed. <laughs> no, it's but apparently very it's real. real. Um, yeah, I was gonna say like Jeff, this is this must hit close to home because you live in. Uh, I don't live in a kelp forest. Water. There's no kelp forest here. <laughs> we have nothing like that here. We just have some some sand that you yeah. shuffle into, and then a stingray will sting you sometimes. Right. You have clear water, so. You know what I'm gonna? No, that's just the name of the place. The that's of more the... of a tourist. Right, right. right. Um, it's like it's for tourism. <laughs> it's not. It's not actually that clear. <laughs> it's really muggy. <laughs> it's pretty murky. Yeah, I don't think I ever would have watched this if it hadn't been nominated for best documentary. Even though it had like its fan base online, I know my sister yeah. watched it because she's like into marine biology. But I was like, yeah, that sounds interesting. I don't think I'll ever watch it. And then I did because it got yeah. nominated surprisingly, and it's pretty good. It's it's a goofy doc for sure in my opinion yeah that's the thing i agree with that i think we're gonna be on the same page here based on that comment it is it's so fascinating to watch everyone that i i like everyone i know who has seen the movie has either been like in tears by the end or was like laughing um and i know a few people who've laughed i'm a part of that group and i don't know if you laughed but it is definitely a weird movie um yeah so yeah yeah i i didn't laugh but I, the problem is that the amount of drama that <laughs> is is put into this film yeah. for something that just does not feel worthy uh, of speaking about it the way that what's the guy's name um again? uh let me i should have had this pulled up uh, craig foster craig foster craig foster yeah the amount of drama that craig infused <laughs> into this just really felt overboard where he was talking about how this octopus was like his best friend yeah I, I just could not get on board with that i think that yeah you know talking about the beauty of nature and this octopus you know but the i think that the way he described the lessons this octopus was teaching to him was a bit contrived and it was it just didn't I get why he, you know, that's the direction he took this because I feel like you need some kind of like edge to make this a documentary. That's so true, yeah. Um, but and, and it kind of worked like half on me, and then after like a minute, I'm like, oh, wait a second, this octopus wasn't trying to teach him about his son. 
<laughs> who's just like kind of moving around. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That sun thing is like the only part of this dock that feels like separates it from being kind of just like this observational, like a yeah. guy in an octopus, like a science experiment into like this meaningful thing. And they just kind of shoehorn it in there at the end. And I'm like, yeah. that just feels like bullshit. <laughs> it's like, I don't it's, doubt it, but I'm also yeah. like, I can't take it seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, there, it's just, uh, <laughs> it's about this octopus. <laughs> but then what he does is he makes the documentary about himself. Right, yeah. And then it becomes less about the octopus because he's just, you know, making these connections that don't exist to the octopus yeah yeah this octopus is probably just like why is this weird guy keep coming right here? yeah <laughs> and he's like wow this octopus and me were like best friends mm -hmm. and uh yeah yeah for anyone that doesn't know um because we haven't really like described what the movie is it's this guy craig which <laughs> he he visits this octopus off the coast every day for like a year or something um which I guess is a good way to transition into your letterbox review, which read something like you, you went to Panda Express every day for a year and no one made a documentary about that. <laughs> um, yeah, which is, is that true? almost, it's surprisingly almost true. Like I, I would say that a couple years of my undergraduate uh, education uh, in Orlando, I went to Panda Express yeah. probably six days yeah. a week. And really, all that happened there was that the people who worked there just learned my name, and then sometimes would give me extra fortune cookies. No other benefits. <laughs> it's just that that was really that it. And, um, yeah, just a really messed up yeah. digestive system. Well, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> now, actually, that's the thing: is the fortune cookies are actually a digestive cookie. Mm. They're supposed to aid in digestion. Do they actually? Is that what? Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, that makes all this there now. Yeah. I will say the fortunes were a bit suspect. Um, You're gonna have uh, diarrhea. Did not come true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, one of them, one of the fortunes said that I was gonna prosper in the field of wacky inventions. <laughs> did it actually? So I was. It did. That's such a specific. That's actually a fortune. I know. I'm like normally there's like, hey, you're gonna meet someone in the next year that's gonna be nice to you. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, okay, yeah, yeah that's probably, probably true. Um, it, it, you know, it's at least hard to disprove. But this one, so far, I have definitely quantifiably not prospered mm. in the field of wacky inventions. <laughs> it's it's such a specific fortune that, honestly, like, you, it might happen, like, yeah. Well, okay, here's the thing. The closest I got was years and years ago, I came up with an idea mm -hmm. called the whole mouth toothbrush. <laughs> And it was, and it was where you just—it was like a mouth guard that brushed all your teeth. All right. And and someone actually brought that to market like five years ago. <laughs> so I missed my chance. First of all, this is the second time you've brought up the idea for something relating to the mouth on this episode. <laughs> you had the food hole, yeah. And now you have this. Um, <laughs> I'm noticing a trend. Uh, that's not a terrible idea. It definitely is wacky, but um, yeah. Has anyone ever invented a sleeve that you put in your tongue so that you can eat foods that don't taste good? <laughs> a tongue condom? Is that basically right, what you're... Right, because then this terrible ass, this terrible super coffee, yeah. I could drink, drink it because I wouldn't taste yeah. it. Yeah, 
I'm sure that would go super well with like kids and vegetables, because you know, yeah, the okay, kids don't this like is veggies. actually a good idea. Yeah, well, <laughs> if anyone listening can help make this idea, think about this: you could eat whatever food you wanted without the taste, um, and you could also have the inside of the sleeve have certain taste yeah. to make it like something that's good. Yeah, I would just I think there'd be a concern of like the chemicals required to make that and putting that in your mouth, you know. I feel like that would scare some You know, people. I mean, um, I'm concerned about the chemicals in this terrible super coffee. <laughs> what is MCT oil? It's that mocha coffee. Also, it's sweetened with monk fruit? <laughs> what is that? Wait, spelled M-O-N-K? Like, yeah. I have no idea what that is, but... It's terrible tasting, that's for sure. Monk fruit. I think they really should have had sweetened in quotation marks. Uh, Sriracha Gross, gross Veroni. <laughs> Call back to last episode. Also known as monk fruit or Luan, <laughs> Luan okay. Guo. Yeah, this is, I'm not reading all this, but it's a very specific fruit. Real quick. Mm-hmm. Last episode. Yeah, let's address that. <laughs> Let's address this. Um, our guest was Nate Verone. Nate Verone. Um, um, yeah, a friend of mine from uh, Chicago currently lives in LA. Yep. Uh, he's a comedian. Here's. Uh, <laughs> There's a really funny. When you introduced him, <laughs> I didn't know that I, I had to specify this. I thought that you knew. But you introduced him as Nate Veroni. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you said that uh, our mutual friend Jaxi told you that's how it's pronounced. Yep. And she listened to the episode yesterday and texted me and was like, I have never said Veroni in my life. And I was like, she texted me saying that too. <laughs> I was like, then where the fuck did I hear that? Anyways, I don't know. my biggest, my apologies to both Nate and Jaxie. Cause that was not, that's not his name. And that's not what Jaxie said. I don't know why yeah, I said Jack- Veroni. Jaxie verbatim texted me. I want to say I've never pronounced it Nate Veroni. <laughs> never once in my life. <laughs> yeah, that was a really dark moment. Um, but <laughs> the my octopus teacher. Um, I will say. <laughs> Too bad the octopus teacher didn't teach you how to pronounce Nate yeah. Veroni. <laughs> um, this I do. I will say I like this documentary. In the way it's like shot, I think it's impressive. Yeah. Because there's yes. planet Earth, and then there's this, which I just kept thinking of throughout the movie. I'm like, this is such a, this is like a much more intimate look. Albeit, it feels mm-hmm. like invasive at times, but he always seems like he's being relatively, relatively respectful about it. Um, yeah. But I'm just like, this is a very, fascinating look at nature and i'm like the more i think about it i'm like that's why it got nominated not because it's <laughs> this heartbreaking story yeah but because it's like such a cool approach to doc a very impressive approach to documentary uh, yeah that is the part that i appreciated the most mm-hmm. uh is that what he's doing is and some of this is absolutely projecting, right? Like uh-huh. that's what this documentary is, is is him projecting human emotions onto an octopus. Yeah. <laughs> but the way that it's approached in this documentary, you know, where he's anthropomorphizing an octopus, uh-huh. um, it it allows you to feel like you understand this octopus. Right, yeah. In a way where something like Planet Earth, which is a much more strict 
um, behavioral, you know, observational type of, of thing. You don't feel like you understand the inner workings of something. Yeah. And even if the inner workings you are understanding about this octopus are not necessarily completely true. Yeah. The fact that you're able to humanize this octopus, I think, puts you in an interesting headspace while watching it. Totally, yeah. That's a very good way of putting it, yeah. It's just, I, I can't really say I've, like, seen something that got this close to a very, I guess, foreign, for lack of a better term, living creature. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I, I was like, I really feel like I'm getting to know this octopus. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah, I don't think it was all necessary. He, like, it really, like, felt... I just would have wanted a little bit more self-awareness from the guy because it was just so... Uh, it was just weird at one point. <laughs> um, yeah, it, like when the octopus was like crawling all over him. Yeah, oh my god, that felt so was erotic. Weird. And he's like, there's there's yeah. the, there's the classic scene in it where he's like, obviously I'm happy mating season has begun, but and I'm like, no, yeah, but, I know, no, I'm but like, Wait, what? This is. <laughs> it's like, but I wish she would have had me meet him first. <laughs> <laughs> I'd at least like to shake the guy's tentacles. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a terrible joke. This is just a day full of terrible jokes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say it was really impressive on his part that he was like did like some major detective work and found the octopus. Um, now about that, <laughs> how do we know how hard that was? Right, he just made it sound like it was he made hard. It, there was a lot of gas. Like I had to become an expert octopus tracker. Yeah, and then he's like, "I see a dead crab. That means I must be within six meters." Right. Like, how do you know that? Like, it, it was so cliche the way he had like B roll of him with like charts and like lines yeah. connecting to things okay. in his office. <laughs> okay, a little bit parts of this felt like the fake documentaries in the life aquatic <laughs> it, oh shit. it literally did that's so true <laughs> like bill murray would do a great job as this guy in a yeah in a live action yeah. whatever um now i absolutely was impressed with how long this guy could hold his breath oh absolutely yeah that was that was pretty crazy yeah because like you know I, I swam famously and yeah it's hard and this guy really held that breath. Um, <laughs> yeah. So good on him. Um, I will say I have, and I, I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast. I have like a, a very small phobia of like large bodies of water and the, the things inside of them, especially like oceans and like seaweed and coral. I just like, I can, I could not touch them. It gives me the heebie jeebies. Wait, seaweed and coral. I, I was thinking you meant like um, the like predators. Well, that those too, obviously, but also just the plants. I'm just like it. It grosses me out. Interesting. Which is why I, I think, yeah, it was a I very hard watch. It wasn't a hard watch, but I was just like this. I could never do this. I would never do this in a million years. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Especially because he was down there with like sharks at one point. I'm just like, yeah. get out of there, man. I, mean, I guess they weren't like that big, and they weren't looking at the they weren't looking something, like bigger than them. Yeah, but but yeah, he had a lot of confidence that like nothing was going to attack him. Yeah, which you know is an interesting way to live, right? Yeah, I think it's he, also great the technology is to the point where you can get that kind of footage with such a you know like an underwater 
rig with like a yeah. mirrorless size camera and he'd be like here's perfect footage because he just ended up at the end of the day he wasn't making like a nature documentary he was just a guy who owned a camera mm-hmm. who just kept swimming yeah and he got some like beautiful stuff out of it um yeah but yeah like the octopus riding on the thing i'm not gonna like say more right I mean, it's yeah, a yeah, yeah i don't know how you can really spoil that but yeah, yeah. i mean um I don't know. I just, I do think he's like a super, I'm glad this documentary, I don't think it's bad at all. I, I really do like it. No. But I'm just like, I, I wish the doc, I wish he didn't, because looking up the synopsis just now, he looks like he produced the movie, which yeah, he did. Like he made the, whatever. Yeah. Um, But I'm just like, I feel like it lacked, it took itself so seriously to a point where I couldn't. Yeah. And that's. Yeah. I think what takes it back from okay there because there were shots of him recalling the story and they would cut to like a different camera and it was just a shot to edit it to where he would be like crying yeah <laughs> like they would literally cut to it and it's because the thing is when you recognize that editing is a bunch of deliberate choices mm-hmm. they made this weird deliberate choice to cut to him out of context like crying yeah yeah and it's just it just yeah and that's part of what you were saying where it's just taking itself so incredibly seriously mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really do think that the the fundamental concept of this film, where you are humanizing nature in a way that is on a more emotional level rather than you know observational, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's very interesting. Totally. And I think that there's a lot more latitude for other people to explore that type of documentary, which I've not seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that, yeah, maybe like don't make the documentary about yourself completely projecting feelings about like your family onto an octopus. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, how does his family feel about this documentary? I don't know. I'm sure they're proud. I don't, yeah. I don't doubt that, but it is weird. <laughs> the, yeah. Some of it did feel pretty like staged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of like the shot of him point, like at the end where he's like with his son and then he's like pointing at the ground and talking to him. I'm like, I bet they're pointing at nothing. <laughs> That's what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, he's probably saying, hey, son, pretend that I'm showing you something interesting. And he's like, sure, dad. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's uh, pretty much all I have to say about it for now. As far as, I guess, yeah. because we did talk about this partially because it's nominated. Um, I don't think you've seen any of the other nominees for Best Documentary. Um uh, I don't believe so. What are they? Let me check. Because I don't think I have... I've seen... Uh, okay, the nominees are uh, The Mole Agent, which I heard is fun. I heard it's feel good. Collective, which I heard is sad. My Octopus Teacher, uh, Crip Camp, which I've been meaning to check out, and Time. And I watched that one. Yeah, I've not seen any Loved of those. Time. I definitely want to watch the rest of these, but um, yeah. Yeah, as far as... Honestly, because I think this is the most popular out of the bunch, it's, um, I haven't seen the others. I can't speak on its accessibility or if it's the best or worst, but, uh, I do think it has a pretty good chance at winning the award. So that's that. And you're famously pretty good at predicting. Um, well, actually not really. (laughs) I made a whole, the, the biggest like goof on my channel is last year when I was like, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to win Best Picture, and I made a whole video titled that, and the whole video was arguing why it was going to win, and then Parasite won. <laughs> and 
then yeah. that video just became like a joke and i had to like change the thumbnail and the title and be like you did that but you did it on purpose to, to troll people so they get yeah, more views. I really increased engagement. Let me just say, yeah, that video, it took off that night um, <laughs> for the wrong reasons. But <laughs> people were like, nice, man. Nice. Uh, <laughs> like, good, good video. Good, good video. video. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, what are you? I already saw your score on Letterboxd, but yeah. we'll just recap. Uh, yeah, I gave it a 3.5. Nice. It's, yeah, mainly... I was gonna say why, and then, like we just explained we just, why. I, we could just sum it up, yeah. Like conceptually, I think it's very interesting and mm -hmm. a very interesting approach to wildlife as a subject. Mm -hmm. um, and I just think some of the execution was a little bit weird and took me out of it sometimes. Totally, yeah. I gave it. I think I, I go back and forth between three and three and a half. I think I'm gonna go three and a half today because I do think it's really entertaining. I think it's beautifully shot, really well edited. Yeah. I just think that. Uh, you know, same reasons. You, I, I think it takes itself, itself a little bit too seriously. Yeah, um, and I think that that this a documentary that was this taking itself this seriously would not have worked about something that was on land. I think that the fact that you're under the sea made the cinematography so like mysterious mm -hmm. and yeah. you know something you're not used to seeing. And I think that's the only reason why something this seriously worked. Mm -hmm. I think it almost got in its way, but it's just it, you know they used such a large amount of underwater footage that it made up for totally. it. totally nice well that's my octopus teacher if you guys are uh curious to check it out it's streaming on netflix um cool i guess we'll get into questions then um i love questions me too uh this comes from well one of these comes from the patreon patreon.com slash carscast uh, if you pledge 15 dollars, you get your question read in these public episodes and this one comes from Grant Gao, and it is favorite movie theater and favorite movie-going experience at your favorite theater. Um, we just answered last week, like, a favorite theater experience, but... We we didn't say it, but this is but different. this is different, This yeah. is actually a fundamentally different right, question. which I appreciate. Because, yeah, my favorite experience, I said, was watching my own, and the Music Box is one of my favorite theaters. Totally. But it's not one of the theaters from my childhood. Right, right. I respect that. Uh, yeah, so I would say my favorite theater is just the theater I used to go to the most mm -hmm. when I was young. <clears throat> okay. Um, and that was the, uh, the Regal 8 at Largo Mall <laughs> in Largo, Florida. It's, it's such a... Actually, I don't know. I just drove close to it today earlier. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it like has survived through this. Yeah. Um. But it's not a very nice theater. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a regal. First of all, only eight screens. Um. <laughs> the like it has not been updated. You know, last time I was there, it, it's looks the same like my entire yeah. life. Um. But yeah, I I just had a lot of you know the movies that I saw ages three to you yeah. know my teenage years is where I saw like most of the movies. Yeah. So it's got that. So yeah, attachment. maybe like you know when I saw when I saw Space Jam, I, I remember that still. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's awesome. Um. Yeah. I would have to go with uh the landmark Century Center, uh off the Diversity Stop in Chicago. Um, I think Landmark is a fantastic chain of theaters. They always have the best selections because they're not just like an indie art house theater. They do play the indies and they play things that no other theater plays, but they also got the big stuff. Um. So you can get anything at those. And they have great seats and great popcorn. And this one specifically, 
is a very weird. I you've been to we we watched a movie there together. That one, the, the farewell. farewell, yeah. And yeah, okay, that's the one with axe throwing. Yeah, they got axe throw, which I know you don't like it because of that. <laughs> you okay? Because at quiet parts of the movies, you just hear. Thump. I've never heard the axes thump. during my. I've heard the axes. <laughs> I heard it when I watched Isle of Dogs. There, I just heard the axes. Damn. Well. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I've never heard the. Maybe I just get lucky. Well. But, I, you know what I think, though? I think since a bunch of people complained, mm-hmm. um, I think they, like, put a roof on it to, like, dampen it a bit. Yeah. Because before it was open air, and it would just, like, echo around that huge atrium. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think it fixed it. Because that, that roof yeah. has been on there forever. Um, yeah. But my favorite experience there was seeing uh, La La Land, I think, opening night with our good friend Nahal. Um, him and I went there, and it was a packed, like, every seat filled... Um, it was like before anyone knew anything about the movie and it was my freshman year, like new to Chicago and it was a fantastic time. I think that was like, yeah. I love that movie and I loved seeing it in a theater. I was losing my mind. Um, yeah. Very briefly best picture winner. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not, not by the end of the night, but at some point in the night, that movie was the best picture. <laughs> um, yeah. I kind of really want to rewatch it now that I think about it, but Yeah. It would have been very funny if, on like the Blu-rays that they sold, they put like Best Picture winner. <laughs> yeah, because technically it did win it. Yeah. for a second. I mean, a few minutes. That's the thing. It's like it, it won it for a few minutes, enough time for them to walk yeah. up stage and give part of their speeches. So I'm assuming, like on Twitter, right. there were at least a bunch of pre-planned posts from like the studio and stuff that were like congratulations, <laughs> that yeah. all had to get deleted um what warren Beatty's best picture yeah <laughs> it's just it will never yeah it's it's just funny you know if he was gonna say the wrong thing he should have said ishtar <laughs> and everyone be like yeah that what why did he say that because he was in it um yeah he anyway, was in it he was and he it. was he was very good very good in that movie he um, did all his own stunts and by stunts i mean singing yeah he's a pretty they had to learn how to sing. They had singing coaches. <laughs> this next one comes from Lukewarm uh, from the subreddit r slash carscast. And it is any tips for writing a short film with no budget? Um, I think you are better at answering this, Jeff, seeing as though I think you have more experience. But I yeah. do have some um, tips, but I'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I think that the no budget thing it depends if the no budget also plays into the equipment, you know, that you have available. Mm-hmm. But I think a big thing is is trying to find unique locations that you can access for no money. Yeah. Because there's so many no budget things that are just filmed in someone's like living room right. and they have no money for light either, so they're using like practical lights and it just looks terrible. Mm-hmm. And like what's the what's the point? Yeah. So I think you need to find ways <clears throat> to add production value in other ways where it's like oh you you know your friend of a friend with someone who owns a hardware mm-hmm. store ask if you can shoot in that yeah. yeah you know something like that so i think that might be a good tip totally i also think as far as like the writing process and this is only because i've heard this a lot of times from professors and also fellow like filmmaker friends is that like you shouldn't keep budget too in mind when writing it um that's like a like you don't I mean don't shoot for the stars don't write like a space movie knowing you don't have any budget <laughs> but 
I think you should just like not let that constrict what you want to make. And then once you write it, you can, you can make adjustments uh, from there appropriately. And maybe like, yeah, because that's it's better to do it afterwards than during the process. Uh, so yeah, and also, mm-hmm. how was that drink, Jeff? How was it, it, okay compared to the super coffee? It's yeah, because <laughs> it just tastes like kind of a weak lemon. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the coffee tastes like um, yeah, bad. yeah, of course um yeah cool well this last one comes from quizzical questioner and it is quizzical quizzical question okay i've never heard that name before but i like it (laughs) i think we've had one question from a quizzical questioner quizzical questioner as someone who goes through the questions on the subreddit asks a lot of very personal and uh deep questions um Mm -hmm. i think we answered wait are these like the Wait, wait, have we answered one like about philosophy or something? I don't, no, that was from the Cars Cast Philosophy Cast on. Uh, oh, but <laughs> my my mistake. <laughs> easy mix up, easy mix up. Um, but quizzical questioner asked us when the last time we cried was, and I was like, oh, that's a sad. Oh question. right, right, right. And this one this week is I, I quizzical questioner for the record is asked a ton of questions. I've just had to shift through some of them because some of them are too personal but this one i think is helpful it is what are your thoughts on therapy which i have some thoughts on therapy i if it's in your finance well okay a lot of people are always like um everyone should get therapy and i agree to a certain extent i think there's no harm in it but i also like understand people who have attempted to get therapy that this is one situation people who've tried to get therapy and have had no success with it like cannot find any good therapists and they don't seem to be benefiting it from benefiting from it in any way i'm like in that case it's like yeah maybe therapy's not for you we shouldn't be acting like it's the yeah the core solution here and also therapy is very expensive and not as accessible as i think a lot of people make it out to be but that said i do think if you think it is something that would work for you even if you don't think you have like something that is itching for therapy like if you don't have like a giant traumatic event or issue that needs working through it's like i still think it's a very helpful tool that everyone should have if they have access to it because Mm -hmm. it's healthy it's it's good for your your mental health Uh, right yeah it's i mean it's like talking through things with someone that has training to actually help you rather than if you throw you know try to do this with like your friend and they're like i don't know maybe like maybe just you know tell tell that guy to suck it (laughs) so i think yeah i think you know we're on the same page where i think therapy is something that definitely if you are able to you should investigate if you have any thoughts that it it might be beneficial Mm -hmm. um obviously you know, everyone's results are going to vary depending on, you know, your own needs, um, the therapist. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, it's, you know, it's not something where it's like, it's not one thing. Therapy is different for everyone and every therapist. Totally. So yeah. Hopefully you find some kind of like link between yourself and this person that can work and be beneficial. Right. And I also think that's also a... that might not happen. Yeah. I also think there's a misconception about therapy that it's like going there to fix a problem. Whereas, and and that's why a lot of people like do it and assume it's just not working. They're like, they didn't fix my depression. 
and it's like that's not yeah. really what it is it's like working you through it and like helping you understand yeah, what you're experiencing a bit better yeah and coping mechanisms exactly well. yeah so yeah it, it's working through something more than obviously you know fixing something right right where like tylenol can fix a headache right but um <laughs> this is more of like being able to live with things mm-hmm. so that's what we have for questions um we didn't talk about the movie for next week we did we, not uh, we did not we talk did about the not movie for next week address that but all right i do we if we want to go like a little bit goofier i'm i'm down to it's go it's not goofy. really even goofy it's just like it's just like one that no one would expect us to pick yeah i have it somewhere here cuz i was going to watch it again anyways yeah it is goal what are you what are you t- Goal, Goal, the dream begins. The dream begins. Yeah, it's a soccer movie uh, from like 2000 and uh, one of the years in the 2000s. Right, yeah. Yeah. Goal, the dream begins. Wait, I, wait, I remember this. I, oh my God, I remember trailers for this. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. Because I have not seen it in probably 12 years. Yeah. Um. You know what we should do? We should do a double feature. Okay. Of of goal and and goal. I'm not watching goal two. <laughs> not, not watching goal two. <laughs> I did not know they made a sequel. Oh, they made a third one as well that I think went straight to DVD and had like no budget and all different people involved. And you have? And it was supposed to be terrible. I haven't seen okay. that. No, I was that's like, supposed to be terrible. I was waiting for you to pull out goal three. No, and I was I like, you had this three. on deck. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So next week we're talking about goal. Uh, wait. The dream begins. Begins. It's true. Yeah, the dream begins, and uh, its goal too is living the dream. <laughs> it's like the Batman trilogy. And then goal goal three, the one with no budget. I don't know what it's called, but it should be like, uh, okay, the dream's over. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, get on the lookout for that. Um. <laughs> wait i'm just looking at the never mind um cool so that's next week's movie uh next we'd like to read a review uh to encourage you guys to leave reviews we love hearing what you have to say i we're not sure if it still helps in the algorithm this two years into the game but you, you know, know but we still like to read we them. love it reading them. it helps it helps my personal algorithm yeah yeah um uh okay this one comes from uh Fajny 2 uh it comes from Poland and shout out to Poland the subject line is title of the review it, uh, five stars and it reads nice sweet podcast that's very nice to listen to and that's the whole review sorry that this review is pretty short but I'm at some party with people that I don't know and some dude is asking me something <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome thanks thanks Fajny from... I hope that was a, an interesting conversation. Yeah, to to interrupt to, the review. Yeah, for... <laughs> it must not have been a very interesting party for you to just leave random reviews for podcasts midway. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully it got better though. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Thank you for that. And lastly, we'd like to thank our patrons over at patreon.com/slash/carscast/slash/carscast. Yep. Um, 
If you guys would like to become a patron, head on over there where you can get exclusive access to bonus episodes, Q&As, shoutouts at the end of every episode, and much, much more. Uh, we're probably going to be doing a Zoom hangout pretty soon here because we're yeah. itching. April Wait, has we could Zoomed by. We could do it in person. We could do it I mean, in like, person. Not the, the hangout not the in person. Hangout. I mean, we yeah. could be in the same place. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. We'll nail down a date pretty soon here and tweet it out, put it on the Patreon page, all that jazz. Um, yeah. In that case, we can do GeoGuessr together in the same room, Jeff. That'll Ooh. be crazy. <laughs> um, cool. Well, all that out of the way. Thank you, Addison Ware, AJ Ford, Ben Chow, Blake Root, Bolt, Boyoyoyoy, Brandon Yu, Brock Schultz, Camilla, David, David Sir, Eden, Grant Gao, Harry Remedianakis, Haytham Khan, I Don't Live in Ohio, Iva, Jaden Easton, Jacob Colness, Jane V, John Van Hout, Jordan Hill, Joshua, Krizwicki, Judy S, Justin Dickinson, KDT, Kaylee Patney, Liv Rob, Love You Jeff, Molly Overbow, Manu Ausen, Martin Def, Martina, Mary Lee Borslow, Me Lovely Daughter, A Squirrel, Micah Simmons, Monroe Page, Nora B, Riley Ost, Robert Burke, Skylar Ermel, Sophia Arieta, Stella Perry, SuperCaliFragilisticXBLadocious, Smitty Werbin, Jaggerman Jensen, 10 Billion, The Monopoly Man, Tom Likes Beans, Vegard Strom, Vera S. Wakey, wakey, it's time for school. Come on, wake up. It's time for school. Come on, man. Are you ready for school? Uh, watch Ford Fairlane, Wes Kinley, Xavier Fossier, and Yusef A. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, cool. Well, I think that does it for the podcast, the 108th so. episode of the Carscast movie you know, cast. Um, you know, I had a good time talking about that octopus. Me too. Me too. Glad I didn't have to uh, yeah. get in this water to have a connection yep. with the octopus. But, you know, I do have to uh, pack and uh, I'm taking a road taking trip a... starting tomorrow. Yeah. Good luck on that. So, Drive safe, um, Jeff. Um, thank you. You know, and uh, hopefully by the end of it, um, I go to Chicago via Texas. Yep. So, Straight to you. Yeah. I'll be... Although you're going from California to back to Chicago. I'm going to California to Minnesota to, oh, to get Minnesota. the vaccine. Oh, right. And then fly back to Chicago. Perfect. So, we're going to be all over this country. You know, this crazy country we we're call going the United on a little States tour. of America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. Do well, you have anything uh, else to say? Catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Flip side.